0: Amen. Are you ready to receive the Word of God today? I'm excited to give it. I hope you're ready to receive it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the privilege and opportunity to come before your people to bring the Word of God that can enrich and enlighten their lives, give them victory in every area. We ask you, Lord God, to just come and dwell in this house as we hear your Word. In Jesus' name we pray and all agreed said, Amen. Amen. What we're going to be talking about, taking a big step of faith. And some people said, oh, you know, after hearing that message last week, I need more faith. I don't have enough faith. But that's okay because, you know, faith comes from God. You don't have to make it up yourself. You don't have to get your mind in in line, you know, and, and try to think harder to try to get faith. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. So all you have to do is open your Bible... And Read and let the word of God penetrate into your heart and then all of a sudden faith is produced faith comes So you don't have I mean you don't we don't have the ushers don't have a little packet of faith You you don't go down to the grocery store and get it You don't get it online you get it by going to the word of God and allowing it to pour into your hearts and guess what? It does for you. It makes you happy. Let's see Not 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 mad does this guy look like he's uh, operating in faith? No. no. He's mad. It doesn't make you sad. Next, next scripture. doesn't make you sad. You ever had days like that? Oh, no. What am I going to do? I was walking around the house the other day, and I'm going, like, I'm just so happy, Lord. So happy that you're in my life. Everything is going good. It doesn't, uh, what does it give you? Gives you what? Gladness. So you're not mad, you're not sad, you're glad. What? Did, how did David sing it? He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Now you say, Marion's mom was looking at the s- slides I've shown her. Said, "Why are there only Asians in there?" <laughs> Never fear, mother dear. It goes for every nationality. But why are there only men in there? What about the ladies? Yay! (laughs) Doesn't it feel good when God works for you? When he comes through for you? And so that's what we're going to do. We're talking about uh, how to believe God by faith. And so faith mainly is believing for something that you don't have. How many of you are believing for something that you don't have? Well, that means you're using your faith. What I want to do is just encourage you to be stronger in faith and to be able to develop your faith so that you can receive the things that he has for you. He wants to give them to you. Did you know that? And so if you have it, you don't need to use faith for it because you already have it. But if you don't have it, that's what you use your faith for. For the promises that God has for us, we believe by faith. You promised it to us. We're going to believe that you're going to give it to us. And it's amazing how it happens. I mean, you have nothing there, and you believe God, and all of a sudden, something comes. Right? Isn't that right? And, and so I can remember, uh, well, the Bible says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So there's no evidence. And I can remember a, a man named George Mueller in the 1800s, and he used to be over in charge of orphanages. He had over three, no, 200,000 orphans that he took care of in his lifetime. And he was in this orphanage. There was 300 kids that were ready to have breakfast. And he was with his little granddaughter, and he was playing in his office, and he hears a knock. At, he goes, uh, they said, Mr. Mueller, uh, the children have no food today for breakfast. And he took his little granddaughter and said, little granddaughter, come here. I want to show you what the Lord can do. So he went there to the breakfast table, and in front of everybody, he took the microphone and said, okay, Lord, we want to thank you for the food that you've prepared for us. We want to thank you for your provision. We want to thank you for your abundant blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. And sat down. No food on the plates. (laughs) When mama mama calls for dinner, there better be some food on the plates, right? Where's the food? No food. So they hear a knock at the door. And this baker comes in and he says, Mr. Mueller, I, the Lord woke me up at 2 o'clock in the morning and said, the kids probably don't have enough bakery <laughs> goods today. So I've been cooking and I want to give them to you. Do you need them? He said, Come on in, brother. <laughs> so now they got bread, they got Danish, but they got no milk. So guess what? Knock at the door. The milkman, in the 1800s, when they had, when they carried milk, it wasn't in these air-conditioned uh, boxes. It was in a, a wooden crate, and they had wooden wheels, and they would hob along, and the guy's wheel broke right in front of the orphanage. And so he knocks on the door, he says, it's going to take me a while to fix this, and by the time I fix it, the milk's going to be bad. Could you use some milk? Come on in, brother! Come on in, brother! There are times when you see nothing. You see nothing in your bank account. You see things are not working. But God, what does he say? God said he calls those things that be not as though they were. I'm healthy. I'm whole. I have provision. I'm walking in faith and in victory in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I, I was having trouble with my knees. They weren't working too good. And me and uh, um, um too my friend had the same <laughs> had the same problem and I heard on the, on the TV a guy named Andrew Womack he was saying oh I started getting arthritis in my hand and it was such sharp pain And I said no you're not gonna receive that I command this pain to go and I acted like it was fine and I started doing things that I'm supposed to do so I said you know what knees you better get in line I'm calling you into complete and total hell. So I went out and played basketball, shooting all over the place, doing all kinds of crazy things just because I choose, chose to believe it. Amen? If you can't believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Amen? So the scripture is, so then faith comes, where, when does it come? By hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. You don't just hear it one time, oh, I heard that already. No, you got to keep hearing. Oh, God wants to provide for you. God wants to give to you. Oh, okay, yes. His provision is, uh, is always with us. You keep hearing. Like the woman with the issue of blood. She said, if I may touch just the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. She didn't say it one time. The Bible says it was a continual present tense. If I could just touch the he- Oh, when I touch him, I'm going to be whole. If I could just touch. He kept saying it and saying it and saying it. And when she did it, it happened. Amen. And what did Jesus say? Daughter, thy faith has made you whole. Amen? It's the same thing God says to us. That by uh, your faith, you will be made whole. So let's look at this. So faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word of God, next scripture says, Acts 3.16. Because it's not really your faith anyway. Isn't that interesting? It's not really your faith. It says, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him. Through who? Through Jesus. It it came right through uh, Jesus to us, has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So faith comes By hearing, it comes from the Word of God, it comes through Jesus to us. Isn't that good news? So, uh, let's look at this other scripture. And I'm going to have, let's see, I'm going to have, who's reading this one? I think, who's got a Mark 11? You got it?
1: I'm going to read from Mark 11:22 through 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them.
0: So it says here, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. So when do you have them? When you pray. That day when you pray, believe that you receive them. Then you'll have them. What do we want to do? I'll I'll believe it when I see it. No, I'm not. No, the other way around. When you believe it, then you see it. So we, we got to confuse. That's why people are stuck in their faith, stuck in their situations because they're not believing God to move to the next level. Because if you just accept what you have, you're going to have the same thing over and over and over. But it takes a little big step of faith to believe what God has promised, what he's put in your heart to do, that he will do it for you if you can say it. Now let's look at this next scripture. This is why I like this one. You ready for this one? Death and life are in the what? Power. Power. Do you know your tongue has power? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that eat, that love it, shall eat thereof. So that means if you don't like what you're eating, change what you're saying. If you don't like the table that's spread before you, change what you're saying death and life are in the power of the tongue. You've, your tongue has power. Now I learned this from Terry McFadden when she was here or when I was working with her. You can, you can curse things that are not of God. She told me about bars and situations that she would come across and she'd curse them at the root and command them to go. So, so when we first got married, we had a condo there in Duarte, and there was a bar that was in front of a house, small little wood shack type Bar, But boy, when you walked by it, it stunk. Oh, my gosh. Oh. It was just terrible. But instead of going in there with my righteous indignation, <laughs> saying, do you all know you're all going to hell in here? <laughs> no. Every time I passed through it, I would speak to it. I'd say, I curse you. Dry up at the root in the name of Jesus. When I walked by, when I drove by, every day I said it. Because I wanted that thing to be removed and cast into the sea. It took about six to eight months. And then all of a sudden, I went by and I was boarded up. I said, holy cow, this thing is working. (laughs) And then a couple weeks later, they leveled it to the ground. And I said, where did it go? I don't know. I think it got cast into the sea. But the house behind it was still there. So the residents was, were there, but the thing that I didn't curse the back house, I just cursed the, the front thing. Oh, I should have just cursed the back one while I was there. <laughs> but all of a sudden, it's gone. Praise the Lord. So you have to watch what you're saying. You can't say stuff like, ah, I never get a break. I'm just stuck where I'm at. Things aren't going well with me. You know, there was a, a story about this uh, church and a, and a bar... Um, opened up right next door to the church, which doesn't make sense, does it? A church and a bar together. So the the congregation got together, and every Friday night they prayed, and they were saying, "We're going to believe the Lord is going to take that bar away from this, you know, place here." And so they were praying every Friday night, and guess what happened? All of a sudden, a fire broke up, broke out in the bar, and it tore it all apart. So the owner of the bar took them to court and said, "You guys caused that to happen." <laughs> And the congregation, you know what they said? No, we didn't do that. We didn't have anything to do with it. We we didn't do that. And so the judge looked at the the case and he says, hmm, seems like the people in the bar have more faith in God than you guys did because they're praying and it happened and they know that it wasn't them. It was something from above that happened. Praise God. So your words have power. Now, you have to be careful because... You know, the Bible says that Samuel, the prophet Samuel, none of his words fell to the ground. What does that mean? Everything he said came to pass. Now, if everything that we said come to pass, what would happen? When you're driving in the road and a car comes and cuts, I wish that person would just drive off the road and go into the cliff. You ever hear some people say, well, you can just blow that out your ear. You know, what what is that? Or you can just go to the innermost parts of the earth, right? You know what the translation for that is? All right, thank you. But see, God can't turn that up, our power up, because we're not sanctified yet. We're not saved all the way. We have to have our, our words speaking the words of God. So uh, let's look at this next one, in Matthew 17. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Nothing. Amen. I want to tell you a little story about my dad. He was, uh, my mother passed away. He was about 90 years old. And uh, he had uh, dementia. You know what dementia is. He couldn't remember short-term memory things. I mean, you, you, you tell him something, and five minutes later, he asks you the same question. And five minutes later, he asks you another, the same question. And five minutes later, says, where are we going again? We're going to the birthday party, okay? Five minutes later, where, do you, where are we going again? Birthday party, okay. But that wasn't the worst of it. The worst of it, he had paranoia. And every time I came over, he thought I was stealing something from him. <laughs> little doilies, little knickknacks, you know, his little cell phone that he never used. And so he, he, he was having a fit. Son, why are you stealing from why are you taking from me? You've never been any good anyway. I go, Pop, what are you saying? And then he'd curse me out. And he said, There is no God and there, there's no heaven and there's just, just make-believe stuff. He says, and he tells me, I don't want to see you again. Don't ever come to my house. I go, I understand, Pop. Do you want to go get a hamburger? He goes, Yeah, let's go get a hamburger. <laughs> he just ignored it because he would forget it anyway. <laughs> so, so so my dad, he was physically strong, could do anything, touch his toes, strong as an ox, and he would get on his little motor scooter, or not motor scooter, uh, what do they call those things? Razor scooter, and he would go down Palos Verdes Drive, and that, if you've ever been there, it's very steep. Yeah. Then he would go, and he'd go shopping. He'd go to the bank, and he'd, you know, he'd go to Trader Joe's and get some free food. And then he'd, <laughs> he'd go work out at the gym. His idea of working out at the gym, he'd just get into the spa. He has his workout. <laughs> then he'd change his clothes and fold his little scooter up and get on the bus and come up at home. And so I, my, my sister was having a fit. You have got to do something like I can do something. With, you know, take that scooter away from him. I go. I'm already in trouble. What are you talking about? So take the scooter. Okay, I'll take. I took the scooter. I don't know how he didn't figure out that I took it, and he buys another one. Wow. So he's going down the hill, and what we did before my mother died is we put a little goals for dad. One is live as well as you want. And do whatever you want. Two, be in health. And three, get saved. That was a little short version of it. Put that on his refrigerator door. I don't know how many times he looked at it, but I was speaking and saying what I wanted to happen. So he's on this hill and he's going down and sure enough, he hits a rock and he tumbles. So they call me up. Oh, dad's got to have surgery. I go, he's going to be okay. Point number two, he's going to be in health. <laughs> he's going to be, and he has to be saved. So we went and looked at him, and he looked like he was going out. I mean, you know, like have you ever seen old, old people when they're in bed? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, my God. <laughs> he's gone. I go, God. And so somehow, miraculously, he pulls through. How, I don't know. But he went to uh, like a reconditioning home near my sister for seven months and he gained his strength and he was the nicest, sweetest guy. I don't know what happened because he was so tormented in this house that he had because he had to take care of everything and he couldn't remember. It always looked the same. He said, ah, I've got a lot to take care of. Going, Pop, it's the same. It's, what, what do you mean? <laughs> and so we said, we need to bring him closer to our house. So we came up with this idea. Marianne was gonna take my dad out to eat with us, and then we were gonna uh, go to the new place that we had established near our house, and we hired a truck, we got a truck, and my son and I, we went and got all the furniture and went to this new place and set up his new one-bedroom apartment in this new uh, con- uh, you know, restoration home. And so he's driving along with Mary Ann. Boy, it seems like it's taking a long time to get home. Yeah, I know. And so he gets there, and I'm telling you, his heart dropped. When he saw the place, he goes, this is not the same place. It was the same owner, and it had the same kind of pictures and everything, and his heart dropped. I've never seen my my dad's heart drop. I go, Pop, the insurance wouldn't let us stay at the other place. We have to come here. I'll be with you. I'll take the week off, and I'll spend time with you, and don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. He said, okay. And that was great. And so we would take him to church every Sunday for seven months. And finally, he accepted the Lord. Here's a guy that didn't receive me, didn't receive the Lord, but because I kept saying out of my mouth that he is going to be healed, he is going to be saved. And so when he was dying, He got pneumonia there, and he was dying. I said, Dad, he he says, it's hurting so much, son. It's hurting so much. I said, just cry out to Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. He said, Jesus, Jesus, help me. Jesus, Jesus, help me. Jesus, Jesus, help me. And poof, he went. There's no greater joy than that, to know that your father, at 94 years old, called on the name of the Lord, and poof, went up to heaven. Amen? You can have what you say. Come on. Amen. Okay, let's look at this here. Uh, Rose, um, let's see. Who's going to read this one here in Mark? Oh, Norma's going to read this one in in Mark. Here, let me give you the mic, Mark, uh, Norma. Where did I put it? You got it. All right, Rosie, let's read. This is a story. Let's see. Go ahead. Rosie or Norma. Oh, Norma has it, okay.
1: Okay, Mark, Mark 35 through 41. And the same day when the evening was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over onto the other side. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now
0: full. Right, okay, let me, let me just stop, okay. Jesus is, he, he tells the disciples, okay, there's a Sea of Galilee, or on one side, we're gonna go to the other side. He didn't say, we're gonna try to go there. He didn't say, maybe we'll make it, let's just give it a go. No, he said, we're going over to the other side, right? And all of a sudden, the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full, full of what? Water. Water. These guys are sinking. These are fishermen, it's okay if the water's outside the boat, but when it gets inside the boat, you're in trouble. Okay, so what happens? Go ahead.
1: And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. Don't,
0: isn't that just like Jesus? Here you've got a big problem and he's sleeping? <laughs> Don't you feel that way sometimes? Lord, can you hear me? Do you, are you up there? Don't you know what I'm going through? And they did What?
1: And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish?
0: Don't you like the King James, you know? Just English. Master, um, carest thou not that we perish? You know, like, like they're having a cup of tea or something. You know, it's like, I, I wouldn't be that way. I'd be like, yeah, whoa! Okay.
1: And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm.
0: Very nice. Well, last scripture on this?
1: And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him?
0: What did he say to them? How come you don't have no faith? What did he want them to do? Huh? Okay. Have faith. Well, What, what, what kind of faith? What, was it, what were they supposed to do? Rebuke the storm. They were supposed to rebuke the storm. He wanted them to do it. And they said, what manner of man is this? The same manner of man that we're supposed to be. We're supposed to take charge of situations, not let situations take charge of us. So to demonstrate this, cuz I'd like to give you a visual so that you can take it home and remember cuz sometimes you remember the skits more than the actual message. I have my brother Apostle Timothy and Apostle Charles going to come up here and we're going to get in the boat. And we're going to go across the Sea of Galilee. All right? You didn't know Peter was so big, huh? (laughs) All right, there you go. Now, okay, uh, (laughs) we're going to go across the other side, all right? All right. Okay? That's master. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's good. (laughs) Maybe my wife can kind of adopt that little. (laughs) But see, you know, they thought they're going to be with Jesus. It's going to be a nice little trip. You ever been to Disneyland when you get in those little boats? It's a small world after all. Uh, first time I rode in that, I go, you've got to be kidding me. This is a ride? <laughs> you know, barely even moving, you know? You, you, the water, you can see the, the, the bottom. It's a small world after all. They thought that's the kind of trip they are going to be on. All of a sudden, this great wind, this great tempest comes up, and the water's in the boat, and they're freaking out. Okay, so here, we're going to enact this. Roll harder, Matthew.
1: <laughs> We <laughs> must get to the other side. Roll harder. All right. Uh,
0: Jesus is going to take a nap.
1: Oh, we're taking on water, Matthew. We must, we must roll harder. It seems like we're sinking. Look at Master, master. He's at peace, just sleeping. Jesus! <laughs> Jesus! Jesus! Jesus. us not that we perish? Master! Master, wake up. Master, wake up. Care us not that we perish. Care not that we sink, that we perish, Master.
0: What, what are you boys worried about?
1: We're the, sinking. The water is taking, the boat is boat. taking on water.
0: I got this. I got this. <laughs> when I rebuke you, see, peace, be still.
1: Matter no matter of man, is
0: this. Well, you all can do that. You, you, you didn't know you could do that? We were fearful. I see that. What, why are you so fearful? Where is your faith? What matter a man speaks to the wind and the waves? You know, you, you, you guys need some more teaching. Go back down there. That's what we do to our first-time visitors. <laughs> We can be a part of the skit, praise the Lord. Okay, so, let's see what we have here. So, do you got the idea? You guys are supposed to speak to situations. I speak to the, to, to the sun and the moon and the stars and the wind and the rain. I said, rain, storm, clouds, you pass over. This is Sunday. This is the Lord's Day. We need the people to come in with dry garments. Amen? <laughs> you can speak to situations. Amen? Amen? Okay, so let's look at this here. And uh, who's our next, uh, I think that's, yeah. Yeah, Matthew twelve thirty-six or seven.
1: But I say to you that for every idle, wor- idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified and by your words you will, you will be condemned.
0: Isn't that interesting? That God is watching and listening to our words. Our words just don't go up, excuse me, in the air. They go and do something. So when your words go out, let them produce what you want them to produce. Don't let them be idle. The word idle means unproductive. And what do we do? We sit around, we talk about stuff. Well, you know, how's this going? How's that going? I don't know. That's unproductive. That's not excuse me, causing things to happen for the good. For God's, God's waiting like, I can't work with that. Can't work with that. So we're going to be judged by every word that comes out of our mouth. And then the next scripture on that.
1: For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things.
0: So whatever's in your heart comes out. So if you want to know what's in your heart, guess what? Just listen to what you say. I remember one time we, we were in children's church. And we had this girl that never talked, never said anything. I said, I want to find out what she's, what's it, what she's thinking. So I tried talking to her. And man, she was complaining about her parents, complaining about this, complaining about that. I said, I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> I mean, everybody looks good until they start talking. <laughs> Right? You can be pretty on the outside, but not so pretty on the inside. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the last scripture I'm going to give to Patricia. Right there. Okay.
1: Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth.
0: Let's go to that one. Hold on. There we go.
1: But what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearer?
0: Yes. You know what? Let's reverse back to the next one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Where was the one that said Mark? That was way back. Oh, there it is. Notice it says here, whoever says to the mountain, be thou removed, cast in sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, therefore he will have whatever he says. Notice there's no God, there's no Jesus in this. It's you, what you say. He doesn't say, talk to me about the mountain. He says, you talk to the mountain. You talk to the situation. Sometimes I complain to God, you ever have a pity party with the Lord? He doesn't, he doesn't really join in. <laughs> Lord, Lord these things are not going right. You know, this is wrong and that's wrong. He said, where is your faith? Speak to the mountain. Speak to the situation. You have the power to do it. So whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them. Okay, let's go to the last one. The Ephesians 4.29. Okay. So it says, Patricia, read that one more time with vigor.
1: Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. How many corrupt words? Let no.
0: No. What does no mean?
1: None. Zero. Zero.
0: How are you doing on that so far?
1: Me? Um. (laughs) Actually, kind (laughs) of good.
0: Kind of good, good, okay. On a scale of 1 to 10, how are we all doing? Well, you know, we need some improvement, don't we? Let no corrupt you. You know, I'm sitting at work, and I have things I want to say, and just so want to say it, and the Lord says, that is not a good communication. I go, yeah, but it sure is enjoying, sure is fun. (laughs) He said, can you hold it? And I tell you, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't because it rises up and it's so funny and it's so good you want to just spit, you know, spit it out. But you can't if you want to ha- do this scripture. Let no corrupt p- communication proceed out of your mouth. But what?
1: Uh, what is good for the necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearer.
0: So you edify someone. Are you saying things that edify and lift people up? Give them grace to be able to do the things that they need to do. That's what we're called to do. So we have a three-part series on faith. First is you believe it. Second is you say it. And next week we're going to talk about how you act on it. Amen? Believe it, say it, act on it, and guess what will happen? God watches over his word to perform it. He will do it in your life. Give God the praise and glory for what he's doing and going to do. So let's pray. Father, thank you for your word that's so rich and powerful. We thank you, that Lord, as we put it in our heart and keep it in our mouth and do those things that you've called us to do. We will see results because of what you have promised will truly come to pass. So for this, we give you the praise, the glory,
1: and the honor. And all agreed said, Amen. Amen and Amen.